Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Welcome to Faith Talks Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for the ears of youth hungry to grow their faith in Christ. Talks podcast. Welcome back, guys. What's up? How's everybody doing? It's your girl Felicia One One and Twos. <laughs> Let me stop. But what's up, guys? How is everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing well. Um, new week, new blessings. Yay! But um, I hope everyone enjoyed episode one, and I hope everyone enjoyed the bonus episode. Yes, I know it was lengthy. Um, Be prepared for that. Our discussion episodes will definitely be way lengthier than episodes because it's just to really do a deep dive and go in depth um, about the episode before or about any interesting topics that just crosses um, our minds during the week. Um, but I had the great opportunity to sit down and ha- have a discussion with Flo Um So I'm just going to put this out there once again, if anybody is interested in joining in on a discussion um, pertaining to an episode before or on a certain topic, um, feel free to shoot me a DM, feel free to shoot me a text, feel free to shoot me an email, whatever floats your boat, I am open and I am down for it all. Um, Well, with that being said, let's get right into episode two, A Lukewarm Life and faith don't mix. Check yourself, check your temperature. So today's reading is going to be taken from James 1, 22 to 25. And today I'm going to be reading in the NLT version. James 1, 22 to 25. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word for the salvation of our soul. Amen. Quickly, 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 I just want to put that today's episode was truly inspired by TACGV's Bible study manual. That is my church. Um, So a lot of the nuggets that I'll be dropping today um, came from the Bible study manual book. So I just thought that it was great. So I just thought it would be a great thing to share with you guys. So just had to put that out there. Let's just get right into it. So a lot of us, you know. We're hearers and we're readers of God's word, but how many of us are actually doers of God's word? Um, Philippians 4, 9 says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And most of us, you know, we don't really practice the things that we hear and see from the word. Um, Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Seriously, most of us go to church on Sundays or even youth fellowships. I'm going to raise my hand up because this was me in the past. We go to these fellowships. We go to these Sunday services. We even go to Bible study and we hear the word. And the minute we leave those doors, everything that we've heard gets left right behind those doors. Um, We hear the word. 
but there's no we don't we don't produce any results um in the midst of the process action gets lost somehow you know um for some it'll stick like glue but to apply it it's like really to apply it to our way of living it becomes a challenge um and for others we get really selective with what we hear and we apply what we want and the rest that we don't want goes out the other air one thing with the generation of now i would say like my generation um is that we're comfortable with being lukewarm yo god doesn't accept a lukewarm spirit you're either for him or you're not revelations 3 verse 15 to 16 in the esv version says i know your works you're neither cold nor hot with that you were either cold or hot so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I will read that in the NLT version because the ESV version is a little, it's a little rough, you know, like it's kind of hard to understand. So let's go to Revelations 3, 15 to 16. Um, and I'm reading again in the NLT version. And it says, I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. (laughs) Yay. That's what I said. I said, yay. When I read it, I really said, wow, like God doesn't play no games whatsoever. God doesn't have time for wishy-washy behavior. God does not have time for indecisive behavior either. It's like you're either for him or you're not. And it goes back to James 4, um, 4 and James 4, 7 through 8, where it's like you're either a friend of God or you're an enemy of God, meaning you're a friend of this world or you're an enemy to God or you're a friend of God and you're an enemy to this world. Um, you got to pick you got to pick one or the other. The Bible also tells us that man cannot serve two masters. God is a jealous God. So you have to pick like you have to pick. Yes, God gives us the free will. But a lot of us think that we can play it both ways. Think we're comfortable with being lukewarm. We think that going to church is enough and, you know, satisfying the you know, the desires of this world is, is okay. As long as we're going to church, right? No wrong. (laughs) Um, Matthew seven verse 21 also says that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. I need you guys to understand that there's work to be done. You're either all in or you're all out. Would you want inconsistent inconsistent vibes in your life? I don't think none of us want inconsistent vibes in our life, especially with God. Like, why do we think it's okay for us to be inconsistent with God, but we want God to be consistent with us? Oftentimes, getting caught up by the things of this world can cause lukewarm behavior. That's understandable. Um, But sometimes we always have this feeling of, this, this, this feeling that, you know, we don't really have complete peace in our lives. To me, I would say that's God's spirit telling you to check your temperature, check, check your stance. Um, let's go to second Corinthians chapter 13, verse five. And it says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine, test yourselves. Surely, you know, that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. 
And I'm also going to read verse 6. As you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. Um, it's pretty much saying like, yo, you got to check yourself. You got to check your heart posture. You got to check your temperature. You got to just check your stance in God. Like, are you truly being a woman, a lady, a man, a gentleman of your word? Are you truthfully practicing what you preach? A lot of us like to, you know, quote Bible scriptures on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever it may be. We like to post these pictures and all that stuff. But are we truthfully abiding by what we're putting out there? Are we truthfully following the word for what it is or are we being selective with it um it's understandable that the things we face and go through in life also can affect our temperature but that is why it's so important to press in on god's words and also be sure that you're surrounded by people that will lead you to god and not away from him um you got to check your environment you got to check your circle if your friends are pretty much pushing you closer towards being an enemy of God, you need to, <laughs> you need to check your friends. It's okay to tell your friends, guys, I need to kind of like distance myself. I need to work on myself. I need to better myself because this is not what I want for me, or this is not what God wants for me, or this is not what, this is not how God told me to do things. This is not how God told me to live. Like a lot of us are so, I don't even know what the word would be, but a lot of us don't know how to speak up when it comes to God around our friends, especially our friends that don't go to church or our friends who are lukewarm in spirit or our friends who really just don't take um, their faith seriously. But it's like for you, you're that one friend in the group that you truthfully want to grow your faith in God. But because of the people that you're surrounded with, they're actually holding you back or because you want to be accepted so much by them. You allow, you know, their behavior and their way of living to affect your growth. Let's talk about hearing a message and concluding that it applies to others and not ourselves. Why do we ever feel so comfortable putting a filter on God's word and dictating who and who it does not apply to or who and what it doesn't apply to? Why choose to filter the truth? Listen, if you hear a message and you aren't convicted or offended, something is wrong. Something is wrong somewhere. If you hear a word and it doesn't cause you to check yourself, there is a problem. There's absolutely no such thing as somewhere in the Bible or a sermon not being for you. Everywhere in the Bible applies to your life in some way. Every message that's based on the word of God has truth embedded within it. It applies and is for you. Take God's word personal. Now, let's get into identification and characteristics of hearers. Um, these are nuggets taken from the Bible study manual and a little bit of my own, you know, touch in there as well. So, number one, the self-deceptors. What is a self-deceptor? Someone who hears the word and doesn't abide by it, doesn't do it. We all have been here. In fact, some of us are still chilling here. We just hanging in there. The word of God is a mirror that reveals thoughts and intentions of our hearts. It shows us our ugly, our self-centered attitudes. It exposes our pride. It confronts our contempt for others and lack of compassion. It hits our sinful anger and rotten speech. It uncovers our deception, greed, and lust. Most of us like to 
take a quick glance at the word and rush out without taking any action to address the problem that it reveals. What good is that doing? It's like the Bible is exposing all these behaviors within you. And even the behaviors that you do know that it's exposing, it's telling you how to like behave, how to get rid of it and why these behaviors are not even acceptable. But a lot of us is just like, we don't even want to hear word at all. Like we don't want to take to that correction. We don't want to be corrected by what the Bible is saying to us or how the Bible's correcting us. A lot of us just don't want to, you know, hear it at all. And it's not right. Number two, self-justificators. The ones who take pride in their observance of certain rituals and outward commands these are the people that I like to call eye service individuals. Why live a hypocritical life? Why live in contradiction to what you claim to believe in? It's like some of us with social media, I should say. A lot of us do do eye service on social media, especially Instagram, especially Twitter. I can definitely, want for one, raise my hand and say that I have been guilty of it. And I still can say that I'm still somewhat guilty of it sometimes. Most of the... Well, not most of the time. Sometimes. But um, it's like... We're posting all these Bible scriptures, these Bible quotes, um, these sermons, like clips from sermons, clips from podcasts, clips from YouTube videos and such. But it's just like we do it to live up to the standards that people have set for us. It's like, OK, people know that I'm a Christian, so I have to keep doing this. or I have to do this once in a while to show people that, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, that, you know, I still believe in God. So let me but let me just post this 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 Bible verse. But it's just like you're not even living according to what you're preaching. You're not even living according to God's word. You're not even abiding by what you claim to believe in so what what are you really doing you're really just doing it just for the sake for of people saying oh yeah i see i see i see that this person is quote unquote taking their spiritual life serious because they're posting quotes or they're posting you know some deep spiritual things or they're posting these um songs and whatnot like bro check yourself check your temperature like i gotta tell myself that all the time like you really gotta check yourself um hebrews Hebrews um, 4, verse 12. Let's read that really, really quickly. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the t sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. I'm going to also read verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one whom we are, whom we are accountable. Um, it's just like, yo... We can't we can't sit here and preach for social media, but not, you know, take it into deeper context for ourselves or, you know, hear things on social media or read things on social media and not, you know, do a deeper dive into it. A lot of the things you got to really be careful of, you know, the things that you come across, because the Bible does say, beware of false prophets. There, there are people who do know the word better than you yourself even know it. And you can easily be manipulated. Like if you don't stand for something, if you don't even know the word for what it is, you can easily be manipulated. You will easily fall for the things that you hear. Why? Because you yourself, you're not even rooted in the word properly so it's just like anybody can sway you you can easily fall for things that you hear 
Um, I'm just going to drop these verses. I'm not going to really read them. Matthew 6, 1 to 34 is something that you guys should check out. Matthew 23 to 20, 23 verse 27 is another um, scripture that you guys should check out. And James 2, 14. Number three, the spectators. <laughs> Those that wait and only act upon revelations others receive from God without taking any time to actually be in God's presence to receive personal direction and word from him for themselves. Um, they're too reliant and dependent on the faith of others and not willingly, willing or ready to do the required work themselves. These are people who like to tap into other people's anointing. Um, they're super, super dependent on the work of others to per make, you know, make production for themselves. And that's so wrong. A lot of us, um, especially in the circle of friends that we keep, I know a lot of us may have that really spiritual friend or even with our family members with our parents yo <laughs> that's another thing we become we become very comfortable and dependent on our parents prayers that we don't pray for ourselves we don't you know do our own work is because oh my parents prayers have covered me for all of my whole entire life bro no it, it's way deeper than that you really have to do the work for yourself um and this is another topic, maybe for a discussion or for another episode, but the devil likes to attack people in their childhood um, to make them, you know, rethink their existence, their identity and their purpose. And it's like you would be so comfortable with that lukewarm life that lukewarm lifestyle and thinking that okay you know my parents prayers have covered me well enough I don't really need to do much work but you do you do indeed need to do a lot of work you do indeed need to have personal you know personal time with God you need to do some personal bible studies with God you can't just rely on you know the YouTube preachers the you know, the viral videos that go around on Twitter, Instagram, and social media, um, you can't rely and you cannot become so dependent on that. You have to actually add more, add on to it. Um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that not everything that you hear is truly sent from God. So yes, somebody can come in the form of a man of God, but truthfully, if you're not someone that is rooted in God for yourself and you haven't done the work for yourself because you're so relying on that person's faith you that person can actually drag you or cause you to derail from the path which God has sent for you so it's just like you're really more of a spectator you're more of a seeing is believing kind of person so a lot of us actually need to check our hearts <laughs> check our hearts posture check our stance in God check our temperature check where our faith is rooted in God we got to do a self-check like if not every day every week <laughs> you have to check yourself you have to check like have I been in tune with God lately or have I been distant from God or am I just somebody that is a spectator am I a self-justificator am I a self-deceptor like where what category do I fall into and how can I move myself from being that kind of hero to a doer so now that we said the doer who is a doer a doer or the doers are the ones who actually get things done. They are doers of the word because they do the work. 
pretty much like I said in the very first episode and also the introduction, faith without works is dead. So you need to do the work. You have to prepare to do the work. Listen, salvation is free, but it costs. What does it cost? It costs us to sometimes make sacrifices. It costs us to, you know, provide offering. And how do we provide offering in our service to God, in our work for God? True faith produces action. So this is like, if you have true faith in God, if your faith in God is pure and genuine, like that will push you to do the work. You won't be, you know, a spectator. You won't rely on another person's prayer. You won't rely on another person's faith to help you grow as an individual, to help you grow in your spiritual walk with God, or to help you get somewhere in life, or to help you receive something that you've been praying so much for. That faith that you have within yourself will actually push you, will actually cause you to want to grow your relationship with God. It will cause you to want to go deeper in his word. It will cause you to want to have that quiet time. It will even push you into going into the secret place and dwelling in the secret place consistently. God wants men and women who are committed to being obedient and allow his word to shape their lifestyle. So it's like this. He doesn't want people who think that they can still be in control while being a servant to him. So it's like this once again, if you're going to be a servant of God, a child of God, you have to allow his word to shape you. What am I trying to say here? If God says in the Bible that you cannot be angry and you know that you're somebody that, you know, you have a temper or an unforgiven heart, you have to realize that to be God's child, I have to let go of such ways. I have to start praying that spirit of anger to leave from my body. And if somebody makes me angry, I know that it is is a sin for me to keep that anger in me. I have to let it go. I have to literally commit that person into prayers. That's what I do. I'm, I'm going to use myself in, as an example. I used to be someone with a temper. Um, what I do now is I commit the person into God's hands and I'm learning to be more forgiving and I'm learning to let things go. I'm learning not to hold grudges. I'm learning not to hold malice. I'm learning not to, you know, be so angry, be so mad, but instead show the love of God to that individual. And how do I show the love of God to that individual by praying for them, keeping them in my prayers? Don't put your faith in your back pocket when you walk out of church. Doers on Sunday or after a youth fellowship, put it into practice. Be a doer of God's word. Stop running. Stop resisting. Let God have his way with you. Submit to his will. A lot of us don't want to submit to God's will. A lot of us, we just, because we don't know God for who he is, because we cannot see God, we don't want to allow him to control him. Um, there's a saying that I have here. Let me just pull that up. It says, um, it's called the serenity prayer. And it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Um, that for me was really, really powerful because we have to accept as, as children of God that, we cannot change a lot of things, but there are certain things that we can change. For example, our behaviors. We can. How can we change our behaviors? Reading God's word and seeing what behaviors don't, you know, fall into the category or aren't behaviors that I, as a child of God, should have. 
So it's like accepting what God tells me to do in certain situations and doing it and not doing it will willingly, like, like not doing things out of the flesh, not doing things because I feel some type of way that person offended me, that person hurt me. So I want to take revenge. God said, vengeance is mine. You know, don't seek revenge. So it's like doing that, literally accepting that I cannot control this situation. I'm putting it into the hands of God, but what I can control is my behavior and my actions and my emotions. So I'm just going to end off, um, with this. Don't be a forgetful hearer of the word. Be an effective doer. Your faith and relationship with God will grow and you will truly be blessed by God. The deeds we do are evidence of our faith. Thanks for tuning your ears and hearts in today with Faith Talks, a lifestyle podcast for the ears of youth hungry to grow their faith in Christ. If you've been blessed by today's episode, be sure to subscribe and share with others you feel can benefit from God's blessings. You can follow Felicia on Instagram at alori underscore dot for live discussions and much more. Remember, keep the faith.